ministering today. Come on, give them a big hand again. Come on, they did better than that. Give them a big hand today. These young men, I appreciate you guys. Romans chapter 5 and verse 1 through verse 3. If you have it, say amen. All right, when you get there, you'll find these words. It says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have what? Peace, Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Verse 3. And not only that, but we also, oh boy, not only that, but we also glory Tribulations. I understand people don't get excited about that part. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. Perseverance. Thank you, Father, today for the word we're about to receive. Thank you, Lord, that each person today has hearing ears, seeing eyes, receiving hearts. And, Lord, you'll speak to us from heaven. God, breathe on this word today, the breath of life. Blow with the wind of heaven upon us, that as we share in this spiritual transaction today, that as we set our cups out to receive, we will hear and receive what you have for us to hear and receive and to see and to know. Speak to us from heaven, we pray. In Jesus' name, so be it. Amen and amen. All right, thank you again. All right, so we've been, um, we started out Wednesday night. And this is part two of where we were Wednesday night on tribulation period. Tribulation period. Hallelujah. I'm hearing that feedback. Maybe we better mute the drums or something. All right. Hallelujah. I want to kill that. Are, are y'all able to kill that noise? Okay. Uh, again, tribulation period here. Romans chapter 5. It says we glory... We also glory in tribulations. Y'all excited about that? We also glory in tribulations. So we talked about Wednesday night. We're picking up today on the tribulation period. Everybody say the tribulation period. Now we talked Wednesday night, and I don't want to go into all we got into Wednesday night because that was deep and heavy, and uh, I, didn't, I didn't mean for it to go that way. Hopefully you've gone and reviewed what we shared Wednesday night. And... Um, let it saturate your spirit. And uh, I, so far, I haven't received any challenges, any corrections. And I, I really meant that. I was, I'm welcome to it, to something that you all, you may have seen in the word of God that would say, well, no, pastor, I, I, I think it's this way. Here's the proof of what, you know, but I believe you got to have proof. Yes. I believe the church doesn't need to be living off of opinions. Yes. So the church does not need to be living off of opinions. We need proof, and the proof is in the word. Amen. Amen? Praise God. And so we talked about the tribulation period, which is, we studied eschatology as a seven-year period of time where uh, the first half, there's going to be this supposed peace, and then uh, midway through, uh, all hell breaks out. But the entire thing is tribulation. Right? Tribulation uh, that comes from the enemy. Okay. Now, if there's supposed peace for the first three and a half years, but it's still tribulation, 
then just, just me, that tribulation must be to the body of Christ. If it's tribulation, because the enemy comes, the Antichrist comes to bring peace to the world. But it's still all tribulation. Okay, so just, that's enough of that right there. All right. But again, as I showed you, it's a trap because the Antichrist is going to switch up on them. Right? Now let's go back to Matthew 24 real quick. Media help me because I want to kind of speed through this because we're already late in the hour. Uh, Matthew 24 and verse 3 when the disciples are asking him, it says, Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him probably saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And he had talked about tearing down the, the temple being destroyed, everything flipping. And, and they said, And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? That's three total questions right there, right? Two question marks, but it's three questions. When will these things be? What will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the of the age, or the sign of the end of the age. Then he goes, drop down to verse 9, please, because I don't want to go through all that. Again, he talks about wars, rumors of wars. Do we see that? Earthquakes in diverse places. Are we seeing that? Uh, California, I think it was, just hit with a 5.3 this past week, right? Earthquakes. Okay, so that's, that's normal. Well, that's been going on a long time. Well, it's, it's the end. It's the end. Praise God. You know, the fourth quarter of a game is the, is the last quarter. But you still got to play the whole quarter. So we're in the fourth quarter, but we're just playing the last of the last of the four. They got something in football called a two-minute warning. I'm making sure we get the two-minute warning. Okay? So he talks about diseases, pestilences in the land, famine. Are we seeing all that? COVID-19, that's a pestilence in the land. Exactly what we're seeing, okay? All right, so it says, then they will deliver you up to tribulation, okay? And kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake, all right? And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Are we seeing that? Yes. Even in the body of Christ, are we seeing that? Yes. All right, let's keep going, verse 11 through 13. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Check, keep going. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Yes, check out Atlanta, check out Chicago, check out New York, check out LA, check out Miami, check out Gulfport. The joke is crazy everywhere. And but, he, but look at verse 13. But he who endures to the end shall be saved, shall be sozoed, shall be delivered, shall be healed, shall be prospered. That's what that word saved means. Not born again. That word save means you get healed, you get prospered, you get delivered, you get promoted, you get increased. Now he's talking about here the end of the tribulation, right? So there is going to be something called the tribulation. We're not there yet, but it can start any day now, right? Look at verse um, 15 for me, please, 15. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by, the, by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. Then he keeps going. You don't have to keep going here, but he talks about, hey, flee. Go to the mountain. Get everywhere you can. Hide because all the trouble's coming. Okay? So he's giving them the signs of the end. But again, what I'm bringing across to you is, go back to verse 13 for me, please. Verse 13. But he who endures to the end, say end. End of what? 
tribulation. Now he's talking about here the tribulation. But you and I can garner our principle from that, which is when you go through tribulation, there is an end to it. And your salvation, your deliverance, your increase, your promotion, your miracle doesn't manifest until the end. So you have to, as it says, endure to the end. Why you got to endure? Because it's hard. And yet Paul told us we glory in tribulation. Tell your neighbor, hard times are coming to your house. Some of y'all, some of y'all too young remember that kind of stuff. Right oh, there are. Oh, no, we walk in faith. I understand you and I walk in faith. But faith does not exempt us from hard times. It strengthens us in hard times. Faith does not keep us out of hard times. It gives us the endurance to go through the hard times. So don't come here to a faith church thinking, well, I could join that faith church. I ain't never going to have no more trouble. Baby, you're going to be target number one for trouble. Some of y'all know before you came to this church, everything was going all right. It really wasn't, but you thought everything was going all right. But all of a sudden, you come to this church, this word church, this faith church, and all hell breaks loose. Don't just come out the woodworks on me. I mean, I'm getting all oops upside my head. I thought everything was going to be all right. It's going to be all right. If you endure to the end. Tell your neighbor, I'm so glad. Troubles don't last always. That was for sure a favorite song. That was for sure a favorite song. Hey, 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 hey. So he says tribulation. That word tribulation from the Greek is the word thalipsis. Thalipsis. Anybody Greek in here? Any Greek people in here? Okay, good. So I'm, you can't correct me. Thalipsis. All y'all speak English or Ebonics. A pressing, thalipsis means a pressing, pressing together. Some of y'all speak Geechee, South Carolina people. Patois. A pressing, pressing together. Look at this word, pressure. Metaphorically, oppression, affliction. These words we don't get excited about. Glory in oppression. Glory in affliction. Glory in tribulation. Glory in distress. Glory in straits. Straits mean it's tight. Anybody ever been through where it's felt like it's just tight? Like you've been, you've been in, in the country squoles? That's what I say in the country. I'm getting squoles. But it's a pressing. It's a pressing together. It's pressure. We like to say pressure bust a pipe. But even if it does, all it does is, is reveal what's in the pipe. So you don't know what's in you until you've been squoze. Now what we, we were, y'all remember a couple, the last series we were on about Father God and I kept trying to illustrate to you and hopefully you got it through your heads, through, into your minds and into your spirits that God is good all the time. Not just a cliche, all the time. God is good, right? So if he's good and, he, and the Bible says he only does good, he only does wondrous things, 
then that means when you're in a trial or in a temptation, it's not coming from God. So God's not the one trying to find out what's in you. God knows your heart. He knows what you're made of. But he will allow whatever you will allow. But even what you allow, he will never allow more than you can handle. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, right? That he will not allow you to be tempted above that which you're able to handle. See, he doesn't do it. I said he doesn't do it, but he, he will allow it. But he only allows so much. He knows what you can handle. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All right, now, so the Antichrist, this tribulation, can I, can I throw this one last point in? Is this all right, y'all over there? Some of y'all sleeping all right. Okay. This last point in about this whole pre-mid, post thing. Because what the, what the pre will say is, and this is what I was saying. In fact, I think, Carol, you and I talked about this a couple weeks ago. And I was saying, but the Bible says God saved us from the wrath to come. And, and as I went through studying this, God said, tribulation is not wrath. God said, tribulation is not me. The wrath to come is God's wrath. God has a wrath. God says, I'm going to bring my wrath. Tribulation is not my wrath. Tribulation, that's the Antichrist. That's the devil. Okay, that's enough of that. Okay. So my point to you is, is that the tribulation period, the devil's behind that. The Antichrist. Right? Antichrist is, is, is the devil's version of Jesus. Remember I told you God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, Satan, Antichrist, the beast. Okay? So that being the case, and that means, to put up 1 John 2.18. 1 John 2.18. How many, how many Bible scholars do I have here? How many of y'all know where 1 John chapter 2 is? Y'all know? Nobody. I said, do you know where it is? That's all I ask. Do you know where it is? Y'all got stunned and confused, scared and confused. Y'all like, in the Bible? Well, yes. Technically, you're right. Good answer, Pastor. Good answer. Good answer. 1 John 2.18. 1 John 2.18. So watch what it says here. Little children, it is what? Whoa, okay. All right, we're in the last hour here. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming. Now notice he used capital here, the Antichrist is coming. He says, even now, many Antichrists, lowercase, have come by which we know that it is the last hour. So if you look out here, he says, yeah, there is one Antichrist, the main fella, but there are many that are already out here. In other words, he's saying the spirit of Antichrist is already working. Got it? That's why things are as rough as they are now. Which means if there are many Antichrists, then there are also many tribulations. Come on now. We're not in the tribulation yet. Because when you read, go back and read Matthew 24, we don't have time to do it, but you go back and read Matthew 24, we read it the other night. He said that when the great tribulation hits, it'll be like nothing this world has ever seen. Right? So you and I, what we're going through is common to man. Put up 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Put up 1 Corinthians 10, 13. This is just for Shantae, because Shantae agrees with me. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is what? So 
in Matthew, Jesus says, what's coming, nobody's ever seen it. But what you're going through right now is coming. You're the only one crying as hard. No, you're not. I'm sure you're not. I'm sure you're not. Well, you understand what I'm saying to you. So because there are many antichrists already here, in other words, he's saying the antichrist spirit is already here. The ant, thank you, Holy Spirit. The antichrist, remember, we are the body of Christ. So during the tribulation period, he's going to be anti-body of Christ. He's against, he, he's not coming against his people. He's coming against the church, God's people. So since there are many antichrists here already, the antichrist spirit is here already, guess who they're coming against? You, the church, the body of Christ. They are antichrist, and Christ is in you, the hope of glory. You're walking around with this Christ in you, and so he is anti-you. I don't know what I'm going through because of Christ. Hallelujah. This is, man, this is coming fresh to me, so I'm just, y'all just let, let me flow. Let me flow. Hallelujah. So we're, we are Christ. He is Antichrist. See? Now, y'all better wake up. Shake yourself. You got to stand up, chew some gum, eat a Snickers bar or something. Get your, get your hot dog with some uh, cheese whiz on it. <laughs> if you weren't here yesterday, you don't know anything about it. You're like, So watch this. Let's look at what Christ says in John 16, 33. Let's look at what Christ says. Let's look at what Christ says. He says, in the world, I mean, let, me, let me read the whole verse for you. These things I have spoken to you, this is Jesus talking, that in me, that in me you may have peace. In the world, you will. Tell your neighbor, you will. Oh, yes, you will. Preach to him, oh yes you will. You will have tribulation. Oh yes, it's coming. Either you just came out of a storm, or you're in a storm, or you're about to go into a storm. Because in the world you will have tribulation. Why? Because you're walking around as Christ. And the Antichrist spirit is here. The devil hates you. Can I, can I tell you something? The devil, thank you, Holy Spirit. He does not mind you getting saved. He doesn't mind you getting saved. People think, oh, the devil trying to keep you from getting saved. Yeah, he is, but he doesn't mind if you get, if, if you get saved. It ain't really an issue. Because he knows he can snatch you. He can keep you out of the promises of God. He can let you get, be saved and still struggling, still broke, still sick, still, still depressed, still oppressed, still suicidal, still. You being saved don't really impress him. He wants to keep you from coming to here and learning faith, learning how to obtain promises, learning how to whoop his tail. That's why he's scared of you. That's why he's scared of you, Laquanda, because you've learned how to whoop his tail. See? Most Christians, the devil ain't even intimidated by him. He'd be like, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Who are you? 
you're nothing to me. See, but when you start learning who you are in Christ, you start learning what power you have in Christ, your authority, you learn his word, all of a sudden you become a threat to the kingdom of darkness. Okay, so the Antichrist is coming to work against you. Y'all got it? Okay, now, again, in the world, John 16, you will have tribulation. Now, the question is, can you endure? Remember Matthew 24, 13, he that endures to the end shall be sozoed. The Greek word is sozoed. Shall be increased, shall be made well, shall be made whole, shall be prospered shall be delivered, shall be promoted. So when you come through something, when the devil brings something on you, you've got to recognize, wait a minute, there must be something ahead. I'll come on this side. Wait a minute. There must be something around the corner. God has this over me because the devil wouldn't try to come against me if something weren't ahead for me. That's why Paul said, therefore we glory in tribulation. Oh my God, I'm getting excited. The devil's coming against me. Oh my God. Oh Lord, what do you have in store for me in my life? Thank you, Jesus. Put up James 1.12. James 1.12. Jesus, uh, uh, James, rather, says this by the Spirit of God. He says, blessed is the man who endures that's, remember, that's what Jesus is talking about. If you endure, you're going to be saved. He says, blessed is the man who endures temptation. A temptation, you look at it, don't think, you know, somebody come offer you a joint, and I said, I said, no. Now, that is, that is one level of temptation. But this temptation here is the same word uh, as translated, other, other translations as trial. In fact, if you read verse 2 of James 1, it's the, word, it, it's the same word trial. So we can say, blesses the man who endures trials, tribulations, testing, troubles. For when he has been approved, when you win, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. So who are the ones that are, that are rewarded? It's the ones who endure. It's the ones who stick it out. It's the ones who Take a lick it and keep on ticking. Y'all remember that? James chapter 1. Look at me, James chapter 1, verse 2 and 3. Let's look at it in the New Testament for everyone. It says this, my dear family. That's how I want to tell. My dear family. When you find yourselves tumbling into various trials and tribulations, learn to look at it with complete joy. Why? Because you know, you know that when your faith is put to the test, what comes out is patience. How many of y'all have found your faith put to the test? If you stick with it, what comes out is patience. Y'all got it? Now, what does it take for you and me to inherit promises? Hebrews 6.12 tells us that to inherit promises... We need faith and what? Oh, so to inherit promises, come on now, y'all stick with me. To inherit promises, I need faith. I got faith. Yeah, but peanut butter needs jelly. 
to really be right. Peanut butter sandwich by itself might taste all right, but you'd be sticky in. But peanut butter and jelly. So faith by itself won't get the promises. You need faith. Come on. And what else? Well, where are we going to get this patience developed from? Let's do these trials. Oh, that's why God brings the trials then. No, no, no. Remember, God not bringing the trials. Yeah, don't, that's right. Don't lie on God. God's not bringing the trials. Let's just, we, got, we got guests here. James 1.13. Put James 1.13 back in the, in the New King James. James 1.13. Remember, the same word, temptations, is trials. So we, I'm, I'm going to read, I'm going to say trials. Okay? Look at James 1.13. Let no man say when he's tempted or tried... I am tried by God. For God cannot be tried by evil, nor does he himself try anyone. So these, these trials are not from God. People talk about trials come to make you strong. They do not. Trials come to kill you. What makes you strong is the word. What makes you strong is the spirit of God. What makes you strong is prayer and fasting. What makes you strong is coming into the fellowship and praising God and getting with people and you are be strengthened with might by his spirit in your inner man. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he will strengthen your heart. That's what makes you strong. So when the trials come, you can endure. Y'all got this here? Let's keep going here. All right, so to get the promise now, you got this? Y'all front row? Okay. My wife and three daughters over there. We need faith and patience. And to get patience developed. Now, we already have patience. Right? Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, faith, temperance. But uh, that in the, in the King James talks about patience. I'm, I, I'm quoting, okay? So patience is already fruit of the Spirit. So you have patience, but you need to have your patience developed. Just like God gives every man the measure of faith, but your faith can grow exceedingly. Okay, y'all, thank you, Holy Spirit. So if I have beginner's faith and beginner's uh, patience, I can get beginner's promises. But if I want to go from faith to faith and glory to glory and strength to strength, I'm going to have to develop my faith and my patience. So when you, the devil, see these guns here, right, I'm not just some one-sided person. Right? How many of y'all know there's some bigger things in life that God wants you to do and have and be? That means you need to, uh, need to develop your faith and patience to the level of the things that you're believing God for. God's not holding anything back from you. I said God's not holding anything back from you. You got to develop your faith and patience to get there. Thank you, Lord. That's good right there. Well, I'm preaching to me, but I don't know if anybody's been blessed. But I'm going to buy this tape myself. Y'all still have cassettes? I'll buy the cassette. Okay, let's look at something here. 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Second Thessalonians. Got my watch here because they didn't start my clock. Okay. <laughs> I hear you on the front row. Front row, they're saying good for us. The back row, they're saying, what's wrong with y'all crazy? <laughs> Kill y'all. Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3. Says, we are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting. Because your, look at this. Remember we just talking about that? Yes. Your faith can grow. You, you get a measure of faith when you're born again, or to, to get born again, you get a measure of faith. But your, your saving faith not, is not healing faith, is not prosperity faith, is not enough to, to lay hold of that, that uh, building, to lay hold of that corporation you're trying to land. So, but your faith can grow exceedingly. Isn't that good? And the love of every one of you all abounds toward each other, so you can grow in love. Obviously. Y'all didn't say anything. I said, you can grow in love. Your love abounds, couples. You can grow in love. Oh, oh, all right. So that we ourselves boast of you among, I'm just, get back one task. All kind of stuff running through my head. So that we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your patience and faith. Y'all see that? So that we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your what? In what? Remember we just, we just went through here. So your faith, your patience and faith, and it's exemplified, we know it because we know all the persecutions and tribulations that you endure. Go and give me verse 5, please, verse 5 which is manifest evidence of the righteous judgment of God that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which so your suffering here's why for the kingdom of God see you're going through because you're part of the kingdom so the antichrist spirit is anti you well I'm tired of going I'm going to just quit church you just quit the kingdom. You're right. He won. That's what he's trying to do. That's exactly what he's trying to do is get you to quit. Quit church. Quit the kingdom. Quit God. Quit Christ. That's exactly his point. See? But you don't quit. What you going to do? Quit and not go to hell? Can I tell you something? If you quit and go back into the world, the devil's going to bring seven worse than you had before. It's going to be seven times worse on you than it was before you came to Christ. So now you're going to live through hell and then go to hell? That is stupid. You might as well Live for God, serve God. You're going to go through something, but every time you go through one thing, promotion. Every time you go through the next thing, increase. Every time you go through the next thing other than that, deliverance and prosperity and blessing, breakthroughs. And then you spend eternity with God. 
So you're going through for the kingdom of God. Uh, can I, can I, can I, um, let me, let me keep going. Let me, let me keep reading because this is not part of the message, but this is, to me, it was a blessing. Look at verse 6. Because God knows what you're going through. Tell your neighbor, God knows what you're going through. And he, he going he gonna to get the enemy for you. He gonna, God knows how to get, get back. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. You ain't got to get back in nobody. You ain't got to go eye for eye, tooth for tooth. God said, I got you. I see what you're going through. Let me handle it. Watch what it says. Since it is a righteous thing with God. Y'all see this? To repay with tribulation those who trouble you. My God, don't touch me. Don't put your mouth on me. Don't put your hand on me. Don't put your, don't put your words on me. Don't go on me on social media and all your stuff. You better be careful because you mess around trouble me. God said, I'm going to trouble those who trouble you. You better watch your mouth. Touch not God's anointing. Point at yourself. Touch God not. Touch, touch not God's anointing. My point is, you're God's anointing too. Shout, I'm anointed. So God says, He says, God, it's a righteous thing. Notice this, it's a righteous thing. When God fights for you, he says, it's righteous. That's righteous. No, that's mean God is love. God, no, it's righteous. Everybody put their hand on you, I'm going to whoop them. Verse 7, keep going, keep going, keep going. Let me just finish this. And to give you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. Keep going, verse 8. In flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Keep going, please. These, these shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Please keep. When he comes in that day to be glorified in his saints and to be admired among all those who believe because our testimony among you was believed. All that meaning is God's going to get some get back and he's going to bless your socks off. Y'all got it? Okay, can I keep going here? So, I want to show you in my last few minutes here is that, remember we're preaching tribulation period, that it's only a period. The tribulation period is seven years, broken into two halves, the tribulation and the great tribulation period. But notice there's a start date and there's an end date. So that's the, that's the, uh, Let me just say this simply. That's how it works. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the SAT word to say it, but I couldn't think of one. That's how it works. So if there's the Antichrist and the tribulation, and it's seven years, and then we know there are Antichrists and tribulations, then they must also have time periods. Y'all not catching it. What I'm saying to you is, Troubles don't last always. Wish I had a choir, call a choir person. 
I'm so Y'all skip this is I'm so glad. What stop. Hey, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired. Skip the wrong part. Go to the wrong. All right, Romans five. Go back to Romans five. This is where we started here. Let's 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 try to wrap this wrap this up here. Romans five. I, I just want to make sure you get this though. That troubles don't last always. The Bible says these light afflictions, which are but for a moment, it feels like forever. It feels like Lord when. Anybody ever pray that prayer, Lord, when? Lord, how long? When you're coming to straighten this mess out? Romans 5, 1 through 3. Let's look at it in the Amplified. We are looking at the New King James 4. Let's look at it straight to Amplified for the sake of time, please. Romans 5, 1 through 3. It says, therefore, since we are justified, acquitted, declared righteous, and given a right standing with God, through faith... Let us grasp the fact that we have the peace of reconciliation to hold and to enjoy peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Through him also we have our access, entrance, introduction by faith into this grace, state of God's favor in which we firmly and safely stand. And let us rejoice. Here's the key right here. And let us rejoice. Let us rejoice and exult in our hope of experiencing and enjoying the glory of God. Verse 3, moreover, let us also be full of joy now. Hey, be full of joy now. Come on, be full of joy now. What, what happens when somebody gets full of joy juice? Y'all know. Y'all have been to a family reunion, people have red cups. You don't know what's in the red cup, but they got the red cup. And they saw acting crazy. They are drunk as you suppose. When you're full of joy, when you're full of joy, you're beaming from ear to ear. You're not sad, you're not somber, you're not sullen. When you're full of joy, he says, let us also be full of joy now. Let us, I'm going to say it different now. Let us be full of joy now. We can also say it like that. Let us be full of joy now. When all God's children get together, what a time. People stay crying singing it. What a time. Y'all don't know it. Let us exalt, look at this, let us exalt and triumph in our troubles and rejoice in our sufferings knowing that pressure and affliction and hardship produce patience and unswerving. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Unswerving. The Bible says in James chapter 1, 
If any man lacks wisdom, I think it's verse 5, let him ask in faith. Let him ask. Put up there. Let him ask in faith. Uh, God gives everyone liberty without approaching or approaching it. It would be given to him. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask. God. Thank you. Thank you. Put it back in New King James. Thank you. Without approach, it be given to him. Go to verse 8. Go to verse 8. He is double-minded and unstable in all his ways. Because it talks about verse 6 and 7, without wavering. Wavering is the same thing as swerving. You ever seen these kids out here driving? Swerving? Curb to curb? They, they're just no, no regard for anybody else. Right? Swerving and wavering is the same thing. And it said that person who in verse 8, ver, verse, uh, go, go to verse 7. Thank you. For let not that man who swerves or wavers suppose he'll receive anything from the Lord. So the devil wants to get you so messed up that you keep swerving. You all over the place. I believe, I believe, I believe. Oh, Lord, when it's going to be? Oh, and my time is coming. Oh, Lord, I don't know when it's going to be. You're swerving. You're wavering. See, y'all looking at me crazy. How many have ever been through that? How many of y'all have come on, tell the truth, tell the truth, tell the truth, tell the truth. Tell the, I'm looking at every hand, tell the truth. We've all been there, including moi, where we have swerved on God. Because you believe in God that you're healed, but the pain hits. <laughs> believe in God for your prosperity, and the bill shows, oh, Lord, Duke. Is y'all crazy? Right? And you have, to, you have to really become stable. So put back Romans 5, verse 3, amplified. Here's what will get you to stable out, to straighten you out. Here's what's going to straighten us out, Caleb. Check this out. Pressure and affliction and hardship produce patience and unswerving endurance. Pastor, how does that happen? Because, okay, go back, go back to the uh, New King James. New King James. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Stay in that verse. Thank you. And not only that, but we glo also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces what? Perseverance, keep going. Next verse, please. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. Let's switch to the King James. Go to the King James, verse 3. How many King James people I have in King James? King, I grew up on King James. King James, King James. The other Bible ain't no real Bible. King James is the only Bible. Romans 5, verse 3. And not only so, but we also, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that, help me out, Worketh, keep going, and patience what? And experience what? So what we end up with is hope. Explain this, Pastor. Okay, we're trying to become unswerving, unwavering. When I go through, okay, I'm being hit, bam. I'm being hit, bam. The devil's coming against me, wham, okay. But I'm still here. And I'm going to take a step. I'm going to take a step. I'm building my perseverance. Okay, I'm almost down, but okay, I'm up. I'm up, right? And I'm still going, right? And now, as I 
get my strength built up and I begin to make it, all of a sudden now I come through it, I endured, and now I have something called experience. have experience. Oh, so the next time, now I know from experience I have something called hope. My hope is over there. And so I'm not going to quit. I'm going to say, bam, 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 bam. But I'm going to keep going because my experience has start again. No, find somebody who's been through something and stood and endured and went through and they have perseverance and they have experience and they have hope because when they pray, they're going to pray from a whole different mindset. In the name of Jesus, I declare my brother and my sister, they are going to be just fine. I give strength. I give peace. I speak hope. I speak power. They're going to be just fine, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I'm going to quit. <laughs> let's, let's put up one last verse. It's, it's almost 1 o'clock. Let me, 
give it one last verse. Romans, Romans 5. I said one last verse. Can I have another 10, 15 minutes? Romans 5, 3, in the voice. In the voice. Romans 5, 3, in the voice. Look at what it says. And that's not all. We also celebrate in seasons of suffering. Seasons. How many of y'all know seasons change? You might be going through your winter season right now, but spring is on the way. And when spring springs, everything that was going through underground, that everything that you had had been down in the darkness and in the pit is going to come alive. When spring comes, even the trees that had lost all their leaves. So what you're going through is only for a season. Because we know that when we suffer, we develop endurance. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let me walk through these scriptures real quick. Give me Mark 4, 16 and 17, real quick, real quick. Hallelujah. Pastor, why? Why tribulation? Because remember, tribulation is going to build your patience. And by faith and patience, you inherit promises. So you got to have some patience to go along with your faith to land things in God. And the bigger thing it is you're trying to land, the more faith and patience you need. Which means the bigger the obstacle, the bigger the tribulation is going to be. Some of y'all, boy, you're going through so much right now, you ought to be super excited. Lord, what God, what do you have in store for me? Lord, what you about to do? I just about to ask God, Lord, what you about to do? Almighty. Mark 4, 16 and 17. Watch this. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, which who, when they have, when they have heard the word, immediately receive with gladness. So they got the word. The word is going to produce something in your life. That's what it comes to do, right? It says, and have no root in themselves, and so endure, but for a time. They were doing all right. But but their endurance ran out before the tribulation ran out. Afterward, here's what's happened. Here's why. When affliction or persecution, y'all in King James. I know this don't look right. That's King James. The, 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 oh, that, is that what I asked for? No. That's not what I, I, didn't, I didn't want King James. I'm like, that don't look right. Give, give me new King James. Give me new King James. There's afterward, y'all King James. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises, why? Remember, that word is your promise. So the devil is anti-Christ. So for the word's sake, for what you've been hearing, that's why I told you it's dangerous to come to this church. 
we ought to have a warning on the front door. When I put a warning on the website, it's dangerous to come to this church because you're going to get a word that's going to make you a target. Oh, but if you'll hold out. If you'll endure. When that word comes to pass, boy, you can, boy. God, that's what you were planning? Lord, that's what you, Lord, have mercy. Acts, Acts 14, 19. Acts 14, 19. I'm going to finish through this part. Acts 14, 19. I want to show you. I, I just want to help, help you understand something. Because what, this goes beyond you. How many of y'all believe Jesus Christ went through tribulation? And what if he had quit? So watch Acts 14, 19-22. The Jews, then Jews from Antioch and Iconium came there, and having persuaded the multitudes, they stoned Paul. Y'all know Paul? Apostle Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, preached the gospel to the Gentiles. And they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. Now, listen, has anybody been stoned yet? No. no okay, none of y'all been stoned yet. Okay, so we're talking about serious, this is physical. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words, they're not supposed to hurt you, but they can't hurt you. Okay? So, but this is stones. Stones to death. Physically, this is tribulation right here. So watch. However, when the disciples gathered around him, he rose up and went into the city. And the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derbe. And when they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch. Keep going. Strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorted them to do what? And saying, we must through How did Paul know that? Because he just came out of one. He has experience. But he's saying, don't worry about it, fellas. Don't worry about it, my sisters, my, my brothers, because you're going to be all right. This is how we come into his kingdom. And he's, now we're already born into the kingdom. But when he says come into the kingdom of God, he's talking about coming into a full ex experiential knowledge of the kingdom. Righteousness, peace, joy, and the Holy Ghost where you live in an overflow all your lives. He says, if you can go through tribulation, you're going to get there. Somebody tell you that, but you're going to get there. His, his experience became a testimony for somebody else. Acts 20. Acts 20. 22 through 24. Watch this. We ain't been stoned to death yet, but I have a testimony. My testimony is a witness of somebody else. So this is bigger than me here. This is bigger than me, Joe. This is bigger than me. Herman, you got this here? This is bigger than us, man. I got to go through. When Jesus got in the boat with the disciples going to the other side, the Bible says a storm, you're rocking and rolls up. And the Bible says that the other little ships were watching. The storm hit the big ship. On the same sea, but the storm hit the big ship, and the little ships are watching. What, what's, somebody's watching you to see how you go through. Acts 20, verse 22 to 24. Watch this. This is Paul giving his closing remarks to the elders there. 
And he says, and see now I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city. In other words, the Holy Spirit has already told me ahead of time that chains and what? Await me. He said, where I'm going, I know I'm going to go through tribulations. Now, what would you do if the Holy Spirit told you, you go down the street, you're going to go through tribulation? So he knows what's coming, right? But watch his determination. But none of these things move me. Nor do I count my life dear to myself. So he said, I know I'm, going, I'm about to go through some serious stuff, but my life is not more important to me than my assignment. How do I know? Because this is what he says. So that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. So the ministry God gave him was more important than the tribulation. Anybody understand you have an assignment on your life? Now all he knew was, knew was potential pain, potential problems. But his assignment, his purpose was stronger than that. Last place. Ephesians 3, verse 8. This is Paul, recognition of his assignment. To me, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the what? Well, I'm supposed to preach Gentiles into wealth and prosperity. You look it up in every, every translation in the, in the Greek. He's talking about, I'm going to preach you into prosperity. Now, let, let's just keep reading straight through, okay? Verse 9, verse 9. And we'll, we'll end at verse uh, 13. And to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through who? To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. Keep going. According to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. Come on. In whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. Watch verse 13. Therefore I ask you, because of all this, do not lose heart at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. Did you catch that? It was his tribulations, but it's for them. It was for their glory. What I'm saying to you is the devil knows that there are people, families, generations that are attached to you. That if he can get you to quit, if he can get you to draw back, if he can get you to throw in the towel, a whole person, a whole family, a whole generation, a whole village, a whole country, a whole city will be lost if you quit. The devil has enough sense to go for the top man. He knows who the target is. So I'm just saying to you, if you're going through some real, real, I mean some real stuff, 
I want you to understand there must be something and somebody attached to you, coming behind you, that the devil knows if he can pluck you off. But I need you to know that your potential, your purpose, your assignment, your destiny, your ministry must be stronger than these light afflictions which are but for a moment, which are working for you, a more eternal and exceeding weight of glory. So I'm going through. I'm going through. But I'm going through. I'm not stopping here. On the other side of through, God's got something glorious waiting for you. I don't mean when we get over yonder up in heaven, right here in the land of the living. Do y'all receive that today? Get on your feet, give God a praise today. That's it. That's all the time I have. That's all the time I have for today. Thank you for the extra time. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to just join hands with somebody next to you right now, if you don't mind. If you mind, just let them know. I don't really want to do that. That's, that's okay. It's all right. Hey, I'd much rather we be honest in this house. But if you don't mind, would you just right now use your faith and pray for them? Pray for what? Everybody either just came out of one, going through one now, about to hit one. So just, just pray for them right now. Just pray for them. Just pray for them. We say this growing up when we were testifying, those of you that know the words of prayer, pray my strength in the Lord. That's what I want you to do for them. Pray their strength in the Lord. Your brother, your sister, they're going to face something if they're not already facing something right now. They might even be smiling sitting here today. But no, they have to go to something that's whew, tough. Pray their strength in the Lord. I pray your strength. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Divine strength. Beyond willpower. Beyond willpower, Father. Give them supernatural strength. Show them how much is really in them. Let them know, Father, that there's much more in them than they understand. We remind our brothers and sisters today, Lord, that if the devil could have killed them, he would have killed them already. But he can't. He's a liar. He's a deceiver. He's a lion with no teeth. He's roaring, but he has no teeth. Oh, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Be strengthened with might by his spirit, your inner man. 
my brother, my sister, wait on the Lord and be of good courage. He will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. He's coming quickly. He's coming quickly. Look up for your redemption draws nigh. He's going to trouble all those who troubled you. Your deliverance is right around the corner. The Bible says that God will crush Satan under your feet shortly. He will crush Satan under your feet shortly. Not many days from now, not long. Look up, rejoice. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Now, come on. Now, I want everybody to just rejoice for them. Rejoice for them. Rejoice for them. Rejoice for them. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Some way we're gonna make it. Oh, no matter what the test, no matter comes my way, we're gonna make it. Oh, with Jesus on our side. Things will work out fine, is my words. Ah, we're gonna make it. That's like trouble don't last always. We just, oh, we're gonna make it. That's what you gotta do. We're gonna make it. Some of you couples need to say that. We're gonna make it. Tribulation comes. I, I, I tell every couple that in marriage counseling that you can date and do all those kind of things and the devil won't give you any trouble. When you're dating and you have trouble, it's because probably something wrong. <laughs> but when you get married and you have trouble, it's because the devil doesn't like marriage. He, he knows marriage, Ephesians 5, is a picture of Christ and the church. So he's anti-Christ. So he's anti-marriage. So you got to say, we're going to make it. I may not like you right now, but we're going to make it. I mean, this, this afternoon, I don't like you, but we are going to make it. I mean, people in church are going to sometimes do or say things that you may not like. You might tell that person in church, you know, I really don't like you, but I love you. We're going to make it. I got to forgive you. You got to forgive me. We're going to make it. Besides that, I need you. You need me. We're all a part of God's body. Stand with me. Agree with me. We're all a part of God's body. Amen. Have you been blessed today? Praise God. Thank God for you.
Again, thank you so much for coming today and being a part of our service. I pray that God's uh, blessing has uh, rested and settled on your lives. Uh, you're, in a, you're in a place where we love to worship God and honor God and hear his word. And we know that God's word is powerful. God's word will produce supernatural results in our lives. Amen. I'm a living witness that God has changed uh, my life and he'll change your life. Amen. I can't tell you all the things God has healed me from, delivered me from, saved me from, times he came through, made a way out of no way. I know a lot of y'all, you've always been rich, but I've been through some times where God had to make a way out of no way. That's my testimony. And he's done it every time he is faithful. Amen. Now listen, we have, we, we're, we're closing out today our uh, marriage weekend. We want to say thank you again for all of our couples who've been apart on Friday night and Saturday. And I'd like you all to give a really, really, really big hand. Our uh, first class flight team, as well as our team progress flight team, they ministered uh, Friday night and Saturday in, in the meals. So we all give them a big hand for so long. Okay, so couples, this afternoon we're going. We're going to meet at three o'clock, and let's all please be there at, at, on time. At three o'clock, the first course is served. Okay, so and let and the reason I say that is because remember, those of us who have children, our children will be over in building two, enjoying their afternoon meal, and so so we we need huh? So we need to make sure that we do what we have to, have to do over at at uh, where are we going? Park Shore Grill and then everybody can come pick up your little children. Huh? Oh, they're going to stay in building three. Okay, so change that. Change that. Building three. They're going to be in building three this afternoon, okay? So uh, they're eating a beautiful, I think a big spaghetti dinner, all that kind of good stuff. So wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So uh, couples, you'll have, you'll have a little while if you want to go change, refreshing up, whatever, or you just want to chill out three o'clock. So some of you may want to uh, carpool, whatever. Um, it can be, St. B downtown is crowded now. It's, it's, it's busy. So, but we look forward to a great time. Listen, uh, we'll come back Wednesday morning for our, our prayer, 7.30 a.m. global prayer. Uh, then Wednesday night is our midweek fellowship. I think our youth are back together, right? They have, this is their week together. So teens, stand out youth are back together Wednesday night over in building two. Don't forget, uh, we still have sign up going for um, our online Bible school. Orientation is August 3rd, right? Is that right? August 3rd, next door in Building 2. That's going to be 6.30 p.m. Okay, I'm looking at Barbara. And uh, so those of you who want to be a part of our online Bible school, go ahead and get registered for that. Even if you're not sure, come on August 3rd, and you can learn more about the school. It's still, it still won't be too late to sign up then. Those of you that are planning on sending your children to... Um, uh, Harvest Prep Christian Academy, registration is now open for that, so make sure you are registering. Uh, find some kids around our community who need to be part of a good Christian school where they can learn and achieve and accelerate because this, this public school system is doing exactly what it is designed to do, and it's fail our children. And they're doing a good job of it. But uh, God has given us another way to do that. So we encourage you to go and do that. Amen? I think that's it. Yes. All right. Come on up here. Let's uh, grab hands about the next to you. Amen, amen, amen. Again, guests, thank you so much. First time guests, thank you so much. 
Come back and see us again as soon as you can. Amen. Father God, thank you again once today for this time we've enjoyed in your presence. Thank you for your word today that has come to fill us. We're filled in our spirits on the word of God. Now, Lord, we will apply what we have received today, Father, and we will glory in tribulation. We're going to rejoice in the midst of the suffering, knowing, Father, you're not causing it, but you're bringing us out of it all. And God, you've got something glorious uh, ahead for every one of us. Now, I pray that as we leave from this place, you bless our going out and our coming in, Father. Let everyone enjoy their a wonderful afternoon with their families, their loved ones. Let us have a blessed week at work. And I speak blessing over every uh, business, every business owner, every uh, one, whatever we're doing. Blessing on top of blessing on top of blessing. Bring us back this week, Father, ready to receive more of what you have to say to us. We will continue to give you all the glory and all the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Pastor Kim and I love you so much. Enjoy a wonderful day. We'll see you later this week.